was born, my mother was given provisional leave from the hospital where she had spent the past several years. She had come through a surgery where the doctor said there was a 50-50 chance that she wouldn't survive. Years later, I began facing a disorder that has relentlessly tried to stop me from my course. I wound up in the hospital in basic training and almost missed my wedding. While pastoring my first church, I was laid up for weeks. Two years ago, I was forced from the pulpit ministry because of severe weakness. After two weeks at the Mayo Clinic, I was told that I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I've had doctors tell me that I may have lung cancer or congestive heart failure. In the last few months, there have been many days when the chest pain, shortness of breath, and more left me feeling like I was going home. Let me tell you, when you live an entire life like that, having hope one day and the next seven you can't function, it can get depressing. But at each turn, God taught me something. Each adversity was a stepping stone to knowing Him better. Hi, I'm Terry Hardica, and the name of the program is Life Journeys. Having spent a lifetime of ministry learning to make sense out of the hard times, I have been called to the front lines again to tell you about where the pathway through the wilderness is leading and how to navigate it. What my life has been this past year has been nothing short of a deep search for light in the darkness of going deeper with God. It has only been in the last few weeks, after hearing over and over again that God isn't finished with me yet, that I understood what the future holds. Having had to completely let go of my hold on my life, I realized that an entire ministry of making sense out of life's trials and now another season of life refining, that my life has been a preparation for the days that we're living now. It's been like everything has been a preview of what we're going through as a nation. There's a scripture that says, The time has come that judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. In the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks through John to the churches of Asia Minor, and his message was to the leaders of those churches. It's a glimpse into the fact that they would go first through what their churches would then go through. God refines his ministers, then his church, then the nation. It's with this understanding that God has called me to encourage his people with how to navigate through the storms that are ahead. His revelation message is, Learn to be an overcomer, for that is what I am making of you. Just like his leading the disciples into the storm, twice, so was he leading us to a place where we learn how to be victors like never before. Haven't you ever heard someone say, if the devil knew what God was going to do for me, he would never have messed with me. I begin this three-part series talking about the day God said, I want you to grow in faith for healing. After weeks of seeking him, I came to believe God would heal me and that I needed to step out of my boat before anything was going to happen. So I went to preach one Sunday morning and the expected crash never came. So I began preaching about this faith that I had experienced, but the devil tried to mess with it. I just preached the message out of James chapter 5 where the Lord calls for the prayer of faith on behalf of the sick, 
and he shall raise them up. That morning, as I found myself praying for those who came to the altar, a group in the back started calling out for me. As I walked to the back row, I saw a middle-aged man in a suit, a businessman who had visited the church that morning. But he had slid under the pew. His eyes were rolled back, and he was as white as a candle. I still remember that first moment of panic. But then a courage came over me, and I found myself commanding him to wake up. Get up, Jim, in Jesus' name. No one had done CPR. He had quit breathing several minutes before I came upon him, but he jerked like he'd been hit with a defibrillator. He sat up on the floor, wide awake. He was taken to the hospital where the doctors told him that he had just had a heart attack. But he was fine now, and he drove himself home that afternoon. When Jim was gone, he heard a battle for his soul, but soon found himself standing in front of Jesus. Then Jim heard the prayers, and Jesus said to him, You have to go back. As I think about that years later, I have this overwhelming confidence that still remembers this. Our prayers are heard in heaven. With all of the weeks of total weakness and disability, God was working to bring about His glory. Now, today, I find myself again with taking another lap, so to speak. Yet through it, I know this. God is up to something good. He's got a plan for the storm. In the weeks ahead, in this broadcast, I'll be sharing how God works in very ordinary, failing, insecure, and fearful people like I was to bring us to the place of going from a valley of brokenness to men and women of destiny, courage, and strength. It's all by His power. We don't have to be great, wise, or special. Listen, faith doesn't mean there will be no adversity. God's perfect plan doesn't mean He's done with us because we just fail too many times either. Sickness doesn't mean we missed God. Rejection doesn't mean we ought to have an identity of shame. All of your hard times are merely the canvas upon which God intends to paint His victory.